on the what day is it on the 17th day of christmas my true love gave to me hustle and productivity god i can't wait until i don't have to start episodes like that anymore hey girls welcome to podmos bitches i'm scrolling tiktok at 3 a.m because my nervous system's too fucked to go to sleep and i feel too anxious to put my phone down is that why i'm having an existential crisis there are always going to be a million other things you could have decided to do <laughs> i'm broken With the red hair. The red hair's really growing on me. What do you think? I wasn't 100% sure on it until I took some selfies. And then I took some selfies and I liked them and I was like, okay, this is me now. This is my new personality, the red hair. How are you? Day 17. It is Sunday. So what better day to talk about hustle and productivity going into the new week? What do you think? Do you think hustle increases like on the run up to Christmas because you're like need to get everything done before the new year or do you think it chills out for me I feel like it chills out maybe a bit different this year because I have been doing Podmas should we do the check-in I think that's the only way value is going to come out of my mouth right now is if I have some guidance today's check-in is as follows oh this is a good one what is something you learned from your childhood that you are trying to unlearn what is something you learned from your childhood that you are trying to unlearn you know nothing makes me want to stop biting my nails and fix my nails more than when i hold these prompts up to the camera and i see the close-ups of my nails although i am a chronic nail biter have been my whole life it's something i want to change but my nails at the moment okay don't judge okay they're not nice but i can see the white okay you literally can't see that but i can see the white currently on all of my nails which is unheard of for me okay i am normally like a nail biter down to the beds where it like gets painful i hate that but that's not something i learned from my childhood that's just well maybe it is i don't know that's something i don't know where that comes from nervous tick perhaps i don't know i need to look into nail biting because i am fully a believer that you can change everything that you do and i feel like nail biting is just something that's very deep within me that i would love to change okay what's something i learned from my childhood that i'm trying to unlearn hmm Okay, the camera obviously <laughs> did not like that one. You're propped on top of a David Attenborough book. Fun fact, the first book I ever bought with my own money it is David Attenborough, The Life of Mammals. First book I ever bought with my own money. One thing, and this is kind of a very on the nose thing, I suppose, is I guess like relationships. I think we build our idea of what relationships look like and will look like and should look like based on the relationships that are modeled to us from our childhood. My parents never had that much love for each other. Their relationship was very tumultuous and ultimately ended in divorce when I was 16 or 15, late teenager. And so I think something that I learned from my childhood is the idea that relationships are not meant to last or they're not filled with love like long-lasting relationships are not filled with love and I would like to unlearn that because I don't believe that and I don't want that to be true for myself and so that's something I'm unlearning something else that is very deeply embedded into my childhood mainly I think just because of the place I grew up the town I grew up just everything in my environment as I grew up was always very much around the idea of like money and your work and money always being a really big struggle and a really big point of contention and the same with your work not liking your work your work having to be like always complaining about your work 
but also always earning the bare minimum for all that work and just like your whole life surrounding this kind of focal point of stress and tension and that being money and work and I really am trying to unlearn that and sometimes I even I fall back into those patterns and I'm still learning it I also think it's a very privileged position to be able to work on unlearning that but I think a belief that I kind of grew up with was that money was always hard to come by money will always be a point of contention we will never have enough money and I'm trying to unlearn that because I don't want to feel that way about money my entire life. Perfect segue talking about earning money, I suppose. And that is hustle culture. Now, I hate to be like that influencer. Lol, I love when I call myself an influencer. Just know that when I say influencer, I'm being satirical. I'm poking fun. Do I think I'm an influencer with my 145 subscribers? No. Am I elated at the fact that I have 145 subscribers? Bearing in mind that at the beginning of Podmas, I had 53 nearly tripled my amount of subscribers during Podmas. So I love you. And people are starting to comment on my YouTube videos. One of my dreams and the idea of kind of like, when I think of kind of making it on YouTube, I think of having people comment and engage in YouTube comments because I am a YouTube consumer and and a Spotify consumer, but different because I don't really... You don't really comment on podcasts on Spotify, but I love watching YouTube videos and I feel like a huge part of watching a YouTube video and the enjoyment of it is the comments and the community that goes alongside it underneath every video. And I've started having people comment on my YouTube videos, even people that aren't from my Instagram, because I have my, my ride or die people that have been following me on Instagram and I don't even see as like followers. I just see them as like people in my online life, like my friends online. I'm just with my friends online. Where was I going with that? Wow, I really just like cut myself off singing the 1975. Those people, you know who you are. They comment on everything. And I love that so much. And that's so special. So now I've got those people like you guys supporting me. And then I've got new people that are coming to the channel and the podcast from God knows where. But I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. That's been so exciting for me. Where did I start off with that. Oh yes. So long story long, one of you requested I talk about hustle culture. And so I thought, okay, what is my relationship to hustle culture? Where do I stand on it? Right. Let's have a tea and then we'll talk about it. Have a tea, spill some tea. Oh God, I hate the phrase spill some tea. It makes me ill. Hustle and productivity, I fear more than anything are kind of an aesthetic and another way that we can kind of label and brand and understand ourselves more than they are what it actually means. Like the idea of hustling and productivity is just kind of the idea of working towards things, you know, being productive, getting stuff done. That's what productivity actually means. But when we talk about kind of productivity culture and the idea of productivity online, it feels like it's kind of less about actually getting things done and making progress. It's just becoming about like the aesthetic, the morning routines, the cleaning your kitchens, the clean images with you at your laptop, everything looking very clean. I feel like clean is the only word that I'm really like thinking of to describe this at the moment. It kind of rarely feels like actually about getting stuff done because I feel like when you actually want to get stuff done and you're trying to hustle and make things happen, you're kind of doing that in silence. It feels like the people pushing this like productivity agenda and this kind of like hustling agenda, it's more about what people think of you and it's more about like building an image than it is 
actually getting things done. I, at the moment, I'm putting out episodes every single day. I'm not looking for like a round of applause to be like, oh my God, your life is so hard. You're putting out episodes every day. But it is requiring a lot of, not effort, I don't want to say effort, but it's requiring a lot of hours put into it. You know, sitting down, scripting, filming, editing, uploading, turning it into clips. There's a lot of kind of hours, like actual hours that go into it. I'm not sitting down filming myself doing these kind of montages, talking about how I'm being productive and how I'm getting so much done because I'm actually just doing the thing. And I think when so much of actually doing things, like if you're talking about hustle culture, I think that's maybe the main, if you're talking about hustle culture and the idea of hustling, you're hustling for something. Whereas it feels like productivity culture as a kind of trend and hustling and productivity as a trend is just more about the aesthetic and how it looks. Yesterday, I edited two podcast episodes in my bed, in my pajamas, immediately after waking up. No morning routine. I just woke up and I thought, I need to get some podcasts edited. Grabbed my laptop, sat in bed, in my pajamas for about four hours and just sat and edited. That was productive. Okay. That was a productive use of time. I got loads done. I got the things I needed to do done. I hustled hashtag girl boss. In the eyes of the productivity queens and kings, actually I would say it's probably more kings, that didn't look productive. You know, I didn't get up and drink my green juice and have my five-step morning routine. I didn't make my bed. I didn't get changed into my one outfit like Steve Jobs. I was just doing things. And so I think when we're thinking about hustling and productivity, first of all, we just need to stop thinking about what it looks like. And I guess that's just a product of performance on social media. Maybe that's the word. Productivity culture and hustle culture feels performative, whereas actual productivity and actual working is not performative. Don't get too wrapped up in the type of person you want to be and the kind of label you want to give to yourself. Like, am I a soft girl? Am I a clean girl? Am I a hustler girl? Am I a girl boss? I don't know if people are actually giving themselves these labels, but why are you focusing on, like, you don't need to feel fit into like one of those boxes like you can do things from each of those boxes but I think this is more a product of our obsession as a as kind of young people I think this is a new phenomenon for young people our obsession with kind of putting ourselves in boxes and labeling ourselves as one thing to kind of find our people like we're all searching for community and we're all searching for like the groups to fit into we all want to fit in and so I think we really try hard to kind of fit into one of these boxes being a hustler and a boss it means you wake up early in the morning Morning. You wake up at 5am, you drink your green juice, you do your workouts, you work all day, it looks a certain way. And then if you're a soft girl and you fit into kind of like the soft girl party, it looks a certain way. You wake up later, you talk differently, see my voice changed, the cadence of the way I'm speaking changed without even thinking about it. You wear dresses and you look a certain way and you act a certain way. And we're so obsessed with kind of finding our place in these boxes instead of actually just doing the things that we want to do and we want to be a product of that. Like if you want to get lots of things done and you have a goal that you're working towards and you want to kind of hustle for it, you don't need to kind of identify with like hustle culture or label yourself as like a boss or boss bitch, whatever. You're allowed to just do things. And in the same breath, you can be working really hard towards the goals and hustling and still wake up late, wear flowery dresses. I think we're just more obsessed with the idea of being a thing and having the label of the thing more than actually just 
doing the thing. Like people who run successful businesses aren't sitting around identifying as hustlers. They're not saying, oh, I'm a boss. Oh, I'm really productive. I'm a hustler. They're just like doing things. So number one, just let go of those labels. Like you don't have to identify with any of these things. You don't have to fully buy into hustle culture. You don't have to be a soft girl if you don't want to. You don't have to identify with all of these things in any labels. You can just be who you are and you can take parts of all of them depending on what you need in that moment so if you're feeling really stressed out maybe you need to take a bit of the soft girl energy do that if you wake up and you have loads to do and you don't know how to do it embrace your inner Gary V nobody embodies hustle culture more than Gary V embrace him take a bit of him and get some stuff done I said stuff not s-h-i-t brand point for me yay I really bought into the hustle culture for a few years in the first start of my business and I think the biggest thing I've learned from it is if you think of hustle culture as like a train that everyone gets on everyone gets on the hustle train but the train doesn't have a destination nobody really knows where they're going and what the kind of end final destination of that is like where do you get off the train the longer you're on the train the harder it is to get off it and the more people that are on that train the more you feel like you need to stay on the train but it's like where are we going like where is this train going because I got on somehow because it seemed really exciting and I was really excited to get on and be around everyone kind of going to a cool place but now I don't really know where I'm going it feels like the kind of hustle culture mentality is more obsessed with being successful than being happy and you know I'm a big promoter of just happiness and enjoyment of life over everything not that that doesn't mean you somewhat have to hustle and you somehow sometimes have to work hard and you have to like be happy in every moment all of the time in that like I don't think that in the slightest sometimes you do hard things and you have to do hard things that aren't fun and bring you loads of joy all of the time but I think if we bring it back to the train analogy the end goal for me on the train is a life that I love or not a life that I love because I feel like that's too fluffy and broad a life that brings me fulfillment and that I enjoy living that I'm waking up and living a life that I enjoy living but when we're really deep in the depths of this like hustle culture and like working towards something and building success again it's like where is the end what would be enough and what I think you'll find and what I found in my experiences is the idea of enough just keeps moving it's quite a transient thing the idea of enough it's kind of fleeting and will grow as you do have you ever set a really big goal that you think okay when I achieve this I'll be happy and then you achieve it and you're like oh I feel the same and I think that's because as you're working towards something the closer you get the more normal it gets maybe you set a goal to earn six figures and that feels like a really really far away goal it's not like one minute you're earning nothing and then the next you're earning six figures earn eight thousand pounds per month before that you kind of have to earn you probably have to earn five thousand pounds a month but even right now if you're earning nothing a month eight thousand pounds a month seems enormous but in six months time if you're earning five thousand pounds eight thousand probably doesn't feel that far off even though before that was kind of you probably would have said that's my end goal once I'm earning that I'm done once you're earning five thousand you're like okay 8,000 is the next goal. That's not that much. So when you hit it, then you're like, oh, okay, now I want to be earning 10,000 a month. It's just this constant increase. And I think when we subscribe to the hustle train, nothing ever feels like enough. When I was really trying to get my business off the ground and I released my first online course, 
which I no longer do, but I was releasing courses and selling courses at the time. In my mind, before I launched it, I said to myself, if I can just make £2,000, or I was in New Zealand, so it was actually dollars at the time. If I can just make $2,000, I will be able to pay my rent for a few months. I'll be able to take a breath and I'll be able to just figure out what I want to do next. I just need to make $2,000. From that launch, I made about 20K New Zealand dollars from selling my own products. So that was like five times the amount that I initially said I desired to make. And I made it and everything felt the same. I still felt the same level of money anxiety. I still felt confused about what I was going to do next. I still, my life was still the same. And even though like maybe I had that money, but then it's like new levels, new devils. Wherever you go, you're always going to want more. And I think that's important to remember when you're on the hustle train. If you really do feel like you're kind of buying into this hustle culture, like I need to work, 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 work. What is the end? What would be enough? And just keep that in your mind. Even if you do want to continue to work towards something like... I feel like we need purpose. We need things to work towards. I don't think you can just sit around on your ass and do nothing all day. I think you would get very bored. We need things to work towards. But if you're hustling towards something in your life, what is it? You know, what would be enough? There's that Jim Carrey quote. And he's like, I feel like everyone should get rich and famous. So they realize that it's not, it doesn't fix everything. And obviously that's easy to say when you're rich and famous. But I think it is an interesting trend. If you ever listen to kind of successful older people, kind of 40s, 50s plus, and when I say older, I just mean older than me, like not people in their 20s pretending that they know things about life. When you listen to people kind of 40s and above who have gained a lot of success, they always say, I wish I'd slowed down. I wish I'd enjoyed it more. I wish I'd taken in the view more. And I wish I hadn't, not I wish I hadn't worked so hard, but I wish I'd appreciated life more at the time. Like that is a very, very common theme. I love listening to podcasts from older people. I think you get so much wisdom from people who have lived more life than I have lived. And so I just think it's interesting. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that is a very, very common viewpoint to have from people who are kind of looking back at their lives where they have participated in such a hustle and kind of race towards like big goals. And so, I don't know, maybe it is a rite of passage. Maybe we do have to spend our 20s like really hustling and then in retrospect, look back and be like, okay, probably could have hustled a little bit less, could have enjoyed it a bit more. And then maybe you pursue enjoyment at an older age, maybe it is a rite of passage, or maybe we can learn from that. And I keep that really true to me. I see everyone looking back at their lives and saying, I wish I'd enjoyed it more. Enjoy the view, enjoy it, taste it, appreciate it, because this is the youngest you'll ever be. And I personally don't want to waste that away under some sort of kind of false narrative that we all need to be working towards this unattainable imaginary goal that we kind of set ourselves based on what everyone else is doing because we think that that's what we have to do. The same water that boils a potato hardens an egg. The same water that boils a potato hardens an egg. And what I mean by that is there are girls that are hustling and living their best lives. There are girls that are living the soft girl life and living their best lives. And so all of these girls are doing stuff and their stuff is feeling good and they love their stuff. And so what you need to do is find your stuff. That's what we need to do. Everything, everyone just needs to find their own stuff. And your stuff is going to be different to my stuff. And instead of saying stuff, what I could say is the things that are going to fulfill you and build you a life that you can look back at when you're 90 and smile about and be pleased with and be proud of is going to be different for everyone. It's going to be different for you. It's going to be different for me. And so we have to kind of find what 
levels of hustle, what levels of chill, what levels of fun, what levels of money we need to have the life that supports us and the life that we enjoy. And that's going to be different for everyone. I know someone who was made redundant. He worked in marketing for a long time, earned really good money, was made redundant during COVID. And then after that was earning much, much less than he had been earning in a long time because he'd been working in a great job, earning good money. But then because of that, because he was earning so much less, he was also spending a lot of time with his children, spending so much time with his children. And he said, I feel so much richer in a lot of ways. Like more isn't always more. Even though he wasn't earning as much money, he was gaining so much other stuff and that was almost more fulfilling. And again, I think that's easy to say when you're earning lots of money and when you have enough money to survive. I don't think this this doesn't apply for any of you kind of bean supers. This doesn't apply to you if you are not earning enough money to make ends meet. Like then, unfortunately, we have to work. Like if you're in a position where you have to hustle, then sometimes you have to hustle. But more isn't always more. And so once all of your kind of basic needs are met, once all of your fundamental human needs are met, your shelter, your food, you can pay your bills, you can afford to live, then it's, okay, how much more do I need? What else do I need? Like how much money would be enough? When I first started my business, I was like, I want to be Gary Vee. I want to be Tony Robbins. I want to build these empires, okay? And I thought that was what success was like. I thought I really, really wanted to run a company and be in charge of a lot of people. I loved the idea of being a boss, you know, and not a boss like hashtag girl boss, but an actual boss in charge of people in a company. And then I thought, actually, is that the life I want? Would that make me happy? Do I want to run like an enormous corporation where so many people are relying on me? Would that bring me a lot of joy? I don't think so. Could I earn less money working for myself, doing things I like doing, being creative, having fun, having enough freedom and flexibility to do the things I want to do, earning less money? Would that bring me more joy than making loads and loads and loads and loads of money more than I know what to do with? Then I don't have the time to do anything with it. And I'm so stressed out with my lifestyle that I can't enjoy it anyway. More isn't always more. Ultimately, my view on this thing is we are literally all gonna die. We are floating on a rock. We are all gonna die. Nothing is gonna matter. So few people are actually gonna make a long lasting impact on the world. Even like your biggest influencer faves, your favorite celebrities, so few of us are actually gonna make any kind of meaningful impact on the world. And so if that's true and that's the case, which it is, why it's just like, okay, what do I wanna do then? Like, okay, maybe I wanna hustle. Where am I going? What do I actually want for my life? What do I wanna do? You know, what is at the end of the train that I'm getting on every day? For me, I want to have a career that I'm proud of. I want to be doing things that I'm proud of. I want to do things that I'm excited by. I want to be surrounded by people that I'm excited by and who I love and love me. I want to have a lot of fun. I want to be free. I want to earn enough money that I don't have to think about money. And I'm just going to live in a way that gets me there without having to kind of subscribe to hustle culture um, or like really, really hustle. I'm not in a super big rush to get there, but that's kind of the end of my train, I think. I guess that's kind of like where I'm at with hustle culture. I think if it gets you to where you want to go, I think anything is fine. Like however you decide to live your life is fine. Whether you want to do like hashtag girl boss or you want to be a soft, chill girl who doesn't even know what girl boss means. I think it doesn't really matter what life you choose to live as long as you have an intention behind the reason you're doing it and you know why you're doing it. Because otherwise, what's the point? Like, we're all gonna die. None of this matters. So 
if that's true, which it is, why not just do the things you want to do and focus on the things you want to do as much as you can and yeah, try and build your life in that way. Granted, I have only been privy to kind of online hustle culture. I've never been in an office or like a physical workplace where hustle culture has been prominent. I know for some people, like I've heard about workplaces where it's kind of a competition as to who can stay in the office the longest and like who can work the hardest. It's basically that's you kind of, there's like a hierarchy and the people at the top are the people who kind of work themselves to the bone and to death. To be honest, that will never be me. I like working hard. I like doing things. I am a very productive person and I'm really good at getting things done, but I never want to have to do that at the expense of my health or my sanity or my enjoyment of living. I know that's a very privileged position to be in and I thank my journal and my mind and my family and my luck. I thank not God, um, but I'm very, very grateful that I'm in a position at the moment to be able to say that and to be able to try and drive my life in that way. I think sometimes you do have to be. Sometimes you have to kind of sell your soul for a certain period of time to get where you want to go. I think it's unrealistic to be like, no, you never have to hustle a day in your life and you can still have everything you want. I think sometimes you have periods of your life where you work really hard and maybe you're not having the best time, but it's with the end in mind, you know, like there's always an end goal that you're working towards. I think that's what it comes down to. As long as you know what you're working towards and you know why you're doing the thing that you're doing and if you're on the hustle train, why you're on it and where you're going, or if you just love it, like if you're Gary Vee and you just love the hustle, hustle away, my friend. Yeah, ultimately, we're all going to die. Nothing really matters. Just ignore all of the labels. Ignore what everyone else is doing. Easier said than done. Just try and live your best life. Hashtag live, love, laugh. Wow, another week done. Happy Sunday. I mean, it's probably not Sunday when you're listening to this, but we only have one week left of Podmas. If you have any requests for topics for Podmas, please let me know because we are on to the 17th episode tomorrow. Do you think I have more topics to talk about? Do you think I have more things to say? New things to say? I don't think I do. Okay, so if you can help me jog my memory, what do you want to hear me talk about? I'll talk about anything. Anything you ask, I'll deliver. I love you. See you tomorrow. If you got this far, let me know. Let's go back to the check-in at the beginning of the episode. If you got this far, let me know what's something from your childhood that you learned that you are actively trying to unlearn because that's an interesting one and I want to know. Okay, love you so much. See you tomorrow. Over and out, bitches. Love you. Love you.